GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. I present this live news show every day from 1 to 2 on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television. Did you know that the Football Association's actually losing some of its young referees because of abuse being hurled at them, and they're just children themselves? GFA Referee Recruitment Officer Patrick Canepa told Gibraltar Today, we can do better. Do you have a blue parking badge and sometimes travel to Spain? If so, you'll want to hear what the Disability Society's Debbie Borastero told us after a recent incident in La Lina. And the nominees for this year's Sportsperson of the Year were revealed by GBC Sports Coordinator John Shepherd. Stay with us for that. But first, Shalina Asimol told us more about Unite's ballot. The union is seeking support from its members ahead of negotiations with the government for better pay and conditions in the public sector. Today begins a week of balloting at the public sector. The question that Unite the Union is asking is, once they engage in negotiations with the government, um, if these are unsuccessful or, you know, they're not meaningful, unsatisfactory, would they be willing to take industrial or strike action? That's the question they're asking their members today. And they'll be doing that for the rest of the week. They've started uh, with the Environment Department today and they'll be going round uh, a bit by bit. They expect to have the results by the end of this week or early next week. So we should have an answer on that point very soon. Do we know what the question is that they're asking? So the exact question is Unite the Union will be attending meaningful negotiations with the government of Gibraltar in an attempt to secure a pay increase for the forthcoming financial year 2023 to 2024 should these negotiations not prove to be meaningful unsatisfactory and with no possible agreement reached would you be willing to take industrial or strike action so a bit wordy but but basically they, they, they want a mandate to be able to take industrial action if the members want it exactly so they are gathering this information at the moment they uh, i spoke to uh, david bander the public sector branches uh, chairperson and and he he said you know he had the sense that this could be the case people would vote yes on that point and that they wanted to go into these negotiations with that mandate knowing what his their members want. Uh, they're expecting to meet the government on the 27th of March, although they said that date could change depending on uh, the government's obligations at the moment. Um, and they want to go into that meeting with, with a mandate, either yes or no, on what they would do if these negotiations uh, fail. They estimate they have about uh, 50% of the public sector as members, so that would be a large chunk of people. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. How do you feel about abuse being hurled at football referees? It's been happening, uh, and um, uh, and some of those referees are very young, and it's not right. Um, that's what the GFA has said. I don't think many would disagree with that, especially when you consider that some of the, those on the receiving end are younger than 18. And joining us now is the GFA Re- uh, referee recruitment officer Patrick Canepa. Thank you for joining us, Patrick. Um, how much of a problem has this been so far? Uh, good afternoon, Jonathan. Um, yeah, it's been pretty pro- uh, problematic over. Well, I, I would like to probably say constantly, always throughout. Um, I, during the last few weeks, it's probably picked up a lot more than it has um, done in the past. And um, you know, we've just got to work on ways on how we can try and sort this out and move better and forward. Yeah, I suppose what it is is that uh, to a certain extent, um, this is not a new phenomenon. It's just a phenomenon now that we that the GFA is saying 
uh, were no longer going to put up with this. This is not acceptable behaviour. No? Because as far as I can remember, um, referees have always been on the receiving end, and that doesn't make it right. But I'm just pointing out that it's not something that's just started. It's just uh, the GFA is now saying, like, guys, we can we can do better than this. No? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, they're implementing workshops and uh, sending out direction towards all the clubs, um, uh, coaches, players, officials, everybody, in order to try and make it better, more of a safe environment for not just the referees that are participating in the game, but also for the players, you know, for the spectators, for everybody in attendance who are just there to watch football and enjoy what they are watching, especially when it comes to the youth football. Do you think that it's gone so far as uh, that they've felt uncomfortable and maybe even unsafe? Absolutely. I mean, we have lost referees who have come in for a few games or been doing it for a while. And then, uh, you know, they, they've experienced something and they've said, you know, enough is enough. Um, we've also had occasions like that where the referee coaches, especially um, our referee, grassroots manager, Raymond Gomez, who's doing a fantastic job, you know, um, he's having to follow up with referees after the match, call them up, meet with them, try and, you know, um, encourage them to continue. And, and and luckily, you know, we have managed to retain some of them, but it is an ongoing issue. And I, I do generally believe is if everybody does their little bit extra work in order to allow the referee to do his job, his or her job safely, more important than anything else, mm-hmm. um, we'll be moving in the right direction. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Now, the Disability Society is calling for people to remember the current guidance regarding blue badge parking in Spain. This fresh reminder comes after one local couple had their car towed after parking in La Línea. Belinda Valverde and her husband were told by police officers that their blue badge was no longer valid in Spain after Brexit and she posted about her ordeal on Facebook and this is her read by an actor... Um, This is what Belinda had to say on how she was treated. A disabled badge is accepted everywhere in the world, regardless of where you're from. People keep telling us to report it to the police. And you think we should have good relations with Spain when this is how they treat even disabled people? So those are the words of Belinda, voiced by an actor. But um, uh, we are joined in the studio by Debbie Borastero of the Disability Society. I imagine, Debbie, that this has opened a a number of um, conversations for you, people concerned and, and needing a reminder of what the latest is, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Although I must, I must just point out to what Belinda said there. The actual badges that are used are, um, European Union blue badge scheme. Um, and technically Gibraltar is now not part of the European Union. So those badges really are not. Um, they're out of date, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, there was a period of time after Brexit where everything remained the same after, I think it was, uh, December 2020. Um, Everything was off the table. Uh, I'm, I'm really unhappy to hear what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as we're aware, it is the only um, incident that has happened. Um, morally, it's not right. But like I said, technically, um, we are not in the European Union anymore. And therefore, the badges have to be used with care. Um, we're not saying don't use them. But we're saying you have to be aware that there is a possibility on public roads um, that somebody might decide that they might take action. So the unfortunate thing is and that there's nothing to replace it at the moment. It's not like if you had um, a European Union blue badge that you should now replace it with the new one. There isn't a new scheme at the moment. 
Exactly. Um, we have written in 2020, we wrote to the Deputy Chief Minister um, and we asked him to please remember during all these Brexit discussions that this is um, a situation that's going to arise for people with disabilities. Um, in 2022, um, we had a, a letter from um, Daniel D'Amato in Brussels, which outlined everything. And basically, that's, that's what was um, said. You know, at the end of the day, we're not part of the European Union. Uh, we are hoping that they will respect the badges. And in fact, if you don't mind, I'd just like to read you the no, um, Deputy Chief Minister actually asked the Disability Society's opinion on um, how Gibraltar should deal with this. Okay. And this was the Society's response. The Disability Society feels that a disabled person is just that, a person, and that politics of any kind should not cause detriment to their ability to live their life in the same manner as anybody else. This includes the ability of any visitors with disabilities continuing to make use of disability parking facilities that Gibraltar offers. In fact, we would go so far as to say that Gibraltar should be magnanimous on this issue, therefore showing our ability to rise above politics on such an issue as disability. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Big moment here, the uh, winner of the 2021 Sportsperson of the Year is... Miss Shania Robber. Right, that's um, from last year, the GBC Sports Awards, and um, they are being announced by John Shepherd today, if I'm not mistaken. John? Well, yeah, I'll go through the... Uh I'll go through the names. You've actually got them? I've got the names. Ah, superb. It's taken us uh, a long time to get to this stage. Okay. Um, John Shepard is our GBC sports coordinator. Sorry for <laughs> interrupting, John. So, so so, you've been looking at this for a while and and, and you've decided on, on who deserves being shortlisted? Well, you've been part of the panel in the past. Um, it's very, very difficult to quantify anybody's um, achievements over a year, Um Lots of people compete at lots of different levels. I mean, where do you go and where do you start? Um, mm. The panel sat down and uh, thrashed out and uh, got to six names. I mean, we only we only uh, released six names now. I mean, the junior team, senior team, and the junior individual um, are just an award straight away. Okay. Um, in the main category, the sports person of the year, we uh, we got a quite a Epileptic mix, or oh, epilepsy. <laughs> I'll just get my th- throw in there. Eclectic. <laughs> That's it. That's the word. Um, <laughs> we start with Ivan Flores, the squash player that has made Gibraltar his home and now represents Gibraltar on several um, tournaments, um, age group tournaments. He went to the World Masters and he came away as a world champion. So, a very Amazing. Um, so he's, li- he's actually the world's best. The world's best. And squash I don't, player in the Masters category. I don't think he dropped a set uh, in the course of the game. Um, and he came away as world champion over the 40 plus um, category um, against former players in the P- PSA World Tour. And uh, good luck to him. Well done to Ivan. Um, we've got Noel Fell and Lucy. Um, one of our futsal um, mm. stars. Uh, he starred for the Gibraltar national team and he was part of the very successful Europa team that um, won a quadruple um, a achievement in Gibraltar. He's a charismatic person, player. Lovely guy. Start, started off as, uh, as, uh, as a 
a young player at Glasses United uh, outside, out, and we watched him all the time. Then we got Ethaniel Moore, Jeffries Moore, um, the Strong judo guy, the judo player, um, gentle giant. Uh, but when he gets on that mat, he's something else. And uh, he won several um, major uh, tournaments over in the UK for the British Army. Um, Jack Pryor. I mean, what more can we say about he's Jack had a Pryor? Brilliant year as I well. mean, just rolling on from one to the other and uh, went European and stuff and uh, we then turn our attention to the Commonwealth Games I mean they were fantastic we achieve against some of the best in, best in the business best in the world and we have a husband and wife going up against each other Olivia and Martlett oh wow um, had very similar achievements um, on the Andalusian circuit and they achieved the first they were the first Gibraltarians that had uh, Gibraltar athletes that uh, come away with uh, competing the t- time trial and also competing the road races in their respective, uh, their respective. What a list, John! It's going to be really difficult to choose from. It is very, very, very difficult. Very difficult for us. Very difficult for the public. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from one to two, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.